Hey, welcome everybody joining us on our online campus. This is our summer mixtape series. We're in cut number 12. Kind of amazing to think about 12 weeks that we've been in this, and it's going to take us right up on through uh, Labor Day weekend. And what I want to do is kind of like share a kind of a micro little two-part message uh, this week and next week about a topic that I think is really, really uh, important. If you haven't kind of figured it out yet, uh, a lot of what's really been on my heart lately, uh, especially as I just kind of look into our community, look into our nation at, at the same time, is just uh, really the value of human beings. It seems like, you know, you turn on the TV, it just, we devalue everyone, 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 everything, just our whole culture, community has gotten so toxic, uh, and, and, and yet the Bible has an awful lot to say about the value of every human being, and, and so a lot of the messages that I have shared uh, in this series, mixtape, summer mixtape, I think come from that place in my heart that I feel like God's just really talking to me uh, as, uh, as an individual, as a human being, and as a spiritual leader, as a pastor uh, as well, just messages about the value of human beings. And, and one of the most missing values, I think, uh, in, in all of our uh, in all of our culture today is the whole value of honor. And so I want to talk about honor, honor code, but before we do that, I want to just give you a big announcement, just a reminder. Coming up September the 12th, we're going back to three services. This was just for the summer, really the summer mixtape series. And so beginning September the 12th, that's the Sunday after our Labor Day celebration, 9 o'clock, 10.30, and noon. And we're still asking you to pre-register your kids. It helps so much with the check-in when they get here. So 9 o'clock, 10.30, and noon, once school gets all started and all that. So three services are back, and uh, the staff has really, really appreciated the break. Uh, But going back really to that title slide as we're talking about honor code today. Uh, This was one of the first topics I ever preached on uh, ever as a Bible college student. I was the president of the student body, and I I think I've told the story before. My senior year, Susie's senior year, we're flying back into Pensacola. Uh, The Bible college was based out of a church there, mega church in the 80s, uh, several thousand people in the 80s, uh, early and mid-80s. And, uh, and that went through a church split. And so the students literally were taking sides on which pastor was right, which church they were going to attend. And, and I actually found myself uh, several times breaking up fights in the dorm uh, between guys. I mean, we're supposed to be Christian, y'all, and they're fighting fist fights. You know, who's wrong, who's right. And I mean, doesn't that just sound crazy? It doesn't sound at all like today, the day we're living. It sounds exactly the the same. And and so as the president of the student body uh, there my senior year, I had an opportunity to speak a couple times in chapel. And and I remember the title of the message I gave it, The Fine Art of Honoring. Because a Bible that talks so much, literally from cover to cover, about honoring, and we as followers of Christ are not only supposed to live honorable lives, but we are supposed to be really uh, what, what's the word I want? Assertive and, and, and proactive when it comes to honoring people. That we see the value of human life and we honor people and we need to be very careful when we dishonor. And, and, and this is really on my heart again, uh, this summer especially, 
I think it, it's been on for a while, probably the last couple of years actually. Uh, because here's the thing, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you and I are called to live a different kind of life. We're not supposed to take our cues from media. That they're not supposed to inform our opinions or our actions. God's word is the thing that's supposed to inform our opinions and our actions. And yet we do have what I would call secular Christians who who really let the the news buzz inform our opinions and our actions rather than God's word. And, And people that don't even believe God's word telling us what God's word says and what as Christians we're supposed to do. And, and much of the time what we find, it goes totally opposite of God's word that says honor, that, that we're supposed to honor. In fact, look at it, Romans chapter 12, verse 10, honor one another above yourself. Boy, it doesn't get any clearer than that. And we're just going to scratch the surface here over these next two weeks. But, but I, I think that there's so much that we can step into to really make a difference that our recognizing your life and my life is called to be a different kind of life. And in our culture, there, there's no honor whatsoever. The Bible says clearly, honor one another above yourself. Even treat them better than you look out for your own self. And, and so let, let's read this aloud. Uh, that's the opposite of a soft. Are you ready? Even online campus, honor one another above yourself. One more time, I couldn't hear you. One more time, just crank up the volume. Honor one another above yourself. This is so important. In fact, we're going to find out today that the miracle power of Jesus is hindered when there's dishonor in the atmosphere. A lot of times people say, where are all the miracles from the Bible? Why doesn't God do miracles today? What we're going to find is that a lack of honor, dishonoring environment can actually throttle down the power of God in your life and in my life. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. In fact, let's just jump right into it. All these notes are on our website, church website, valleyny.cc. You'll probably want to check them out. Follow along, email it back to yourself, because again, you're not going to hear much about honor in our culture today. That's why I think it's important to take two weeks in this summer mixtape series to do it. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 4 says, Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth. That's where he grew up. He was born in Bethlehem, but he grew up in Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, Where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? So he's doing all kinds of miracles previous to this. They hear the news about it. He's teaching. They're like, where did he come from? And then it goes on and it says, then they scoffed. Now, isn't that like our culture today? Wow, he's amazing. Wow, listen to what the truth he's dropping. Wow, doing incredible things. Uh, I don't like him anymore. He said one thing I disagree with, and now they're scoffing at him. Look, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here amongst us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Doesn't that sound like August of 2021? Everybody's looking for a reason to get offended about something. In our culture, the victim is the one that we venerate. Everybody's thin-skinned, not supposed to be us as Christians, but that's what our culture says. Everyone's a victim. 
everyone is looking to get offended. That's exactly what was happening here. Jesus walks back into his hometown full of power, ready to do miracles, and because they get offended, because they're scoffing at him, look at what happens. They refuse to believe in him. Then Jesus told him, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And we're going to find out in just a minute. He was only able to do a few miracles in Nazareth because of their thin skin, their offense, and their dishonor of him. Powerful. This is a powerful story we need to really grab a hold of. And it's not the only one about, you know, dishonoring. I love the one about the Old Testament prophet where the kids come out and they're making fun of his bald head. And then he's like, you ought not do that. And they're going, ninny, ninny, ha, ha, you're a big baldy. And then a bear comes out and eats him alive. I love, that's one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. You got to check that one out because I just kind of take that personally uh, anyway. But this whole idea of honor, it's all throughout the Bible. Old Testament through New Testament. And it, we've forgotten as followers of Christ, the importance of honor. So first, first thing I think is this, what is honor? What is honor? What, what does honor really mean? First question that we need to ask is, what is honor? Let me explain in the original language of the New Testament, biblical Greek, uh, what, what it says where a prophet is without honor. Some translations say there, uh, Jesus' words there, he's without honor or not honored or is honored anywhere except in his hometown. Without honor is a Greek word, atimos, and what it means is to dishonor, watch this now, to treat as common or ordinary. Do you realize when you treat someone as common or ordinary, you actually are dishonoring them? We think as long as I don't say anything, I'm not dishonoring. No, you can actually dishonor someone just by, what's up? just by treating them common and ordinary and average. That is a form of dishonor to God. Crazy. This is what Jesus was saying. He was like, this is the way a prophet is treated in his hometown. He's treated common and ordinary. And he's dishonored. The word honor then in the Greek is actually the word, it's not time, it's time. This is, that's not English, that's Greek, okay? Time, and it means, what does honor mean? To value, to respect, or highly esteem. To treat as precious, weighty, or valuable. That's what it means to honor someone. That's literally what the Greek word time means. To value, to respect, highly esteem, to treat as precious, weighty, or valuable. In other words, honor means to value, to see its worth, and to add weight to something. When I honor someone, I'm like, hey, you did a great job. I see their worth. I see their weight. And I call that out. Give them a shout out. That, that's, a, that's a form of honor. Dishonor means what? To take lightly. Ah, it's no big deal. Man, you just did your, just did your job. No big deal. That's dishonor. And another kind of contrast here so we can kind of see it because it, it's like hard to see. It's hard to understand in our culture because there's so little of it today. Honor elevates, dishonor 
decimates. Honor lifts up, adds value. Dishonor pushes down, makes average, makes ordinary. That's the difference between honor elevating and dishonor decimates. Honor elevates, dishonor decimates. We live in a culture that wants to lower the value of everyone. Everyone. Just lower the, the human life less and less and less than ever before. God wants to lift people up. And that's who God has called you and I to be. That we would be lifters. That we would be lifter-uppers, not pusher-downers. <laughs> that we would be people that, that not only live honorable lives, but we honor those around us. And, and it's not because necessarily it was we're going to find, not because they're worthy, just simply because God said it. Because God said that's the way we're supposed to live our lives. Honoring others. So honoring, here's the whole thing, point number two. Honoring begins with God's view of others, not my view. God's view, how God sees others. You can't really honor someone until you see them the way that God does. Now, now here's the thing. God has a unique ability to view people in their depravity and their dignity at the same time. That's one of the awesome things about God, that he can actually look and he can see me in my sinfulness and he can also see my potential of what I can be through the power of his Holy Spirit, redeemed. And he sees those vividly at the same time. And he can relate to me in my dignity when I receive Christ, even though I've still got stuff on the inside, depravity. And so God has a unique ability to view people in their depravity and dignity at the same time. This is what the Bible's talking about in Romans chapter 8, verse 30. And those whom he predestined, don't get hung up on this, I'll explain in just a minute. And those whom he, that's God predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Don't get hung up on that. What does that mean, uh, predestined? Well, well, what it means is to see the future and see the potential. That's what it means. So as a, as a father, as a parent, I could see my kids graduating from high school before they graduated from high school. I, I could see my daughters graduating from college before they graduated from college. I could see my daughter, as a father, I had a plan, I had an idea, and I could see that plan for my daughters before they got married. One's gotten married. One's engaged now. I can already see it. Susie and I are talking now. We, we could see our kids before our kids were even born. This week was our wedding and our wedding anniversary. And we went back and watched our video from 31 years ago. And it was so wild just seeing how young we were. And I remember, I mean, right now we're living the dreams we had 31 years ago. And I jokingly said it was watching it with my in-laws. I was like, you know, the only thing about our wedding that makes me sad is our girls weren't there for it. <laughs> because, I mean, we could like see it. We, we could see our kids. We didn't know we had three girls. We just knew we were going to have some kids, and they were going to love Jesus. We were going to raise them to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and, and that's what we're seeing now. 
And then when our girls were born, we were like, I'm going to get my sons, just don't have to raise them. Got one, got number two in the on-deck circle, you know, right now. Just seeing it, that's what it, this, this whole idea means, to predestined. And the whole point of this is, I mean, now Susie and I, we're thinking about our grandkids. No pressure, son. No pressure at all, Josh and McKenna. But uh, so, so we can already see our grandkids. That's what it is. God sees the plan that he has, the unique plan and purpose for you. And even when we're sinful and we're in our depravity and don't want anything to do with him, he can see that. He can see that. And so let me put it this way. If you're just joining us today, maybe a friend sent you the link. We're glad you did. We're so glad you did. And let me just say this about God. Maybe you don't fully understand. Not yet. God's, God knows what you did. And at the same time, he sees what you can become. God knows what you've done. And he also sees what you can become through a relationship with him. And, and, and that's how we need to really relate to people. That's how we honor Honoring doesn't come from do they deserve it or not? Are they wonderful? Do we agree with every you know, statement and every opinion that they put forth? Honoring begins with God's view of them. Yeah, we see the depravity, but, but we also see the dignity because every human being is made in the image of God. Uh, look at this, just just... A little jumping off point here about honor, how this looks in a regular day-to-day. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 through 17, Peter's talking about honor, the importance of honor. And look at what he says. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake. Why? Because of God. Because human being is made in the image of God. Only creature made in the image of God is a human being. That's it. No other. And so because of God, because we bear image, we see the depravity, but we also relate in dignity, with dignity to others. Submit yourself, for the Lord's sake, to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. Do you realize the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit, is inspiring him to write this under the reign of Caesar Nero, who is literally amused at murdering Christians. He, he, he makes murder of Christians a sport, entertainment for himself. That's the governing authority that God's speaking to, honor and, and respect them. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Doesn't mean if they tell you to do something unlawful that you have to do it. But, but don't talk bad about them. Don't talk negative about them. You obey them to the fullest extent that you are able to inside the bounds of Scripture. Nero Caesar, submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among it, whether the king, that's Caesar. That's, we, our English word king comes from the Greek Caesar whether the king or the supreme authority or the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. He goes on and it says, 
for it is God's will. So many people, what is God's will for my life? This is one of those clear, don't have to pray about it, don't have to wonder about it. What is God's will? It is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. And right now, so many Christians look like ignorant and foolish men instead of silencing the mouth of ignorant and foolish because of our good lives that we live. We are supposed to, we're called to live a different way than the world, not to reflect the world, not to be an echo of the world. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom. We've talked about this in weeks past. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. That word right there is honor. Show proper honor to everyone everyone why because God looks and he sees the fault he sees the depravity but he treats with dignity and that's the way you and I are supposed to relate to others that we see the problems we see the difficulties we see the sin but we relate to them with dignity and it goes on and says love the brotherhood of believers fear God honor and there it is again our English word king honor Caesar literally what was having Christians put on poles in his garden, Ciro, uh, Caesar Nero, lit on fire as living torches. That's where the phrase Roman candle comes from. Christians burning on candles. This is God's word. This is God's word. And, and there's something inside of us that pushes back against it because it shows us how far we've fallen from it. Honor. Honor. What else is going to break the critical, condemning, toxic grip on people in our culture unless they experience the love of God this kind of way? It's what broke the Roman Empire. It's what has broken every bloodthirsty dictator through history. And it's what will break it again. That's, that's our role for us to be the people of God and to love the way we're supposed to love. See, when you and I ascribe honor to someone, they often become more honorable. When you and I ascribe honor to someone, they often become more honorable. That's one of the things that, that I messed up when, when I was a high school football coach, first four years that I coached. Because I, I, I grew up under a model where you just kind of like demean and, and you rip and you yell at the kids and all that. And I coached for four years and got a lot of former players in the community. They'll probably, yeah, yeah, that was Coach Williamson. And, and then after 11-year break when our girls were growing up and then when I went back, I learned a different way. And I learned how to lift people with my words, even coaching football in the public high school. And it made all the difference in the world. Lift them up. When we ascribe honor to someone, they often become more honored. Speak to those players and the potential that they have. And it's amazing to see them begin to just blossom. I'll be honest with you, I, I know some churches, 
the culture is that the pastor is the big know-it-all. He just chops everyone down to size. He's always ripping on everybody and telling them what they've done wrong all the time and everything like that. I don't know how people put up with that. I, I, don't, I don't know how they, people put up week after week sitting in church with some pastor pointing his finger and demeaning them, putting them down all the time. You're not going to get that here. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> that's not the valley way. I don't think that's Jesus' way. There's time to correct. I correct my own kids when they're little, but I didn't have to scream at them. I didn't have to demean I surely didn't have to make them feel like they were worthless. We know our own depravity. We don't need to be reminded of that. What we need to be reminded of is God's goodness in the middle of that depravity. The dignity, the potential that we have. When we ascribe honor to someone, they often become more honorable. And here's the third point about honor that I want to make today. I'm going to, we're going to drill down deeper into this next week. Honoring benefits me more. When, when I choose to honor, it benefits me even more than the person I'm honoring. It says something about me. It humbles me. It puts me in the right position even more than the person who is being honored. You get more honor by giving it than receiving it. Now, now look at this, back to this story uh, in the NIV, Mark chapter six, verse four and five. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. He's dishonored in his own hometown. He's treated ordinary. He's treated common. Except in his own town, among his relatives and his his, uh, his own home, and then look, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them because of their dishonor, because they dishonored him. Jesus's, Jesus was weakened in his power because of the attitude of those who were listening. Listen, you, you don't, you, you don't got to figure out what's being said here. I think a lot of us are, God wants to answer our prayer, but we are so dishonoring of others that it hinders his power on our behalf. There's no other way you can explain that. There, there's no way, they treated him as ordinary and dishonored him. And Jesus could not do many miracles. He couldn't, he, he, he didn't have the full power that he wanted to manifest in that situation. Because his hands were tied by their dishonor. It's powerful. It's powerful. I, I, I'll just say this today. You know, this was one of the first sermons I ever preached. And I haven't lived this perfectly at all. I, I will say this. And I think my wife and my kids would, would agree. Almost every blessing that's come to me in my life is because... I've tried to honor God and honor other people. Almost without any exception. Just lift other people up. Just, just honor God. Then not, not tear people down, not, not destroy people with my words. Just live in a life of honor before others and before God. Jesus was weakened of his power because of the attitude of those who were listening. What have you been praying for? 
Man, I, I could show you chapter and verse where the Bible makes it really clear that God will not honor, he will not answer the prayer of a husband if he disrespects and dishonors his wife. Won't even hear it. Plain as day, Scripture says. If a husband dishonors his wife. This is really important stuff. Look at this. One of the first ones there ever is quoted in the New Testament again, one of the most quoted verses in all the Bible, Ephesians 6, honor your father and mother. That's the top 10. That's God's top 10 commandments. He hadn't changed his mind about this. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. What's the promise? That it may go well with you. You'll live a blessed life and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Parents, teach your kids to honor them, honor you, because if they don't, they're not living long. That's what the words of Scripture are. If they don't honor and respect, they're not going to live a long life. It's the only one with a promise, that it may go well with you. When you honor your father, when you honor your mother, no one's perfect. I know some of us have had horrendous parents, but, but here's the thing. It doesn't mean you've got to talk bad about them every chance you get. That's dishonoring. Even if it's true, it's dishonoring. If you're sitting down with a therapist or a Christian counselor or a pastor, that's when you do that. But when it's just sitting around, just ripping up dad one side down the other with your buddies and your friends, understand something. You're sowing some stuff you're going to reap in your life. God takes notice of that. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a life, may enjoy long life on the earth. See, the more I value it, the more I get value from it when it comes to honor. The more I value it, the more I get value from it when it comes to honor. So here's a little homework assignment, and, and I just want to give this to you. Everyone's like, oh, no, homework. If you'll do this this week... Next Sunday when we get together and we're going to talk about honor a little bit more, I promise you, because God's word is true, you're going to have one of the best weeks you've ever had in your life if you'll just do this homework assignment this week. You ready for it? Here, here it is. It's right in your notes. And we're going to go back to it again. Romans 12, 10. Here it is. ESV, outdo one another in showing honor. Just where one week, you just decide, I'm going to outdo showing everybody in my home honor. I'm going to outdo my spouse if you're married. I'm going to outdo my kids. I'm going to outdo everybody on the job. You just make that your homework assignment. And again, this is Bible. This is what, as Christians, we're supposed to, it's supposed to be a competition of who can show more honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. It's not supposed to be something old. It's not supposed to be, oh, that's old Bible times or, or that's the way it was in the good old days. No, this is God's timeless word. You and I are to compete with each other in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to have one of the best weeks of your life. I'm going to have one of the best weeks of my life just because I want to look for opportunities to lift people up, to honor them. Hey, I see what you did. I want to just tell you, I noticed. I appreciate what you did. You didn't have to do it. I, I saw you go the extra mile. Let's just give it up for him right now. Let's just give it up for her right now. You honor them. I, I just, boy, I, I think, you know, Mama, that was the best stew I've ever put in my mouth. Oh, my goodness. 
That is the best meal I have ever had. That is the best dinner I've had all day long. Whatever it is, just honor. Just, just, just show in honor and watch how it changes the environment around you. Especially in our world today, which is so negative, so toxic, nothing but bad news. Focus on all that you don't have instead of what you do. Lifting people up instead of pushing people down. Let me end with this. My, <clears throat> this is your homework assignment. I'm going to ask you next week how you did, okay? My, my, my in-laws are here, Bob and Rita, and, and I have the best mother and father-in-law on the planet. Uh, that's all. And, uh, you know, I heard this week they've been catching up with some of their friends, and they were north, kind of Kingston, Rhinebeck area there, and uh, they were eating at a restaurant, and they, they noticed there two police officers in the restaurant. And uh, when the police officers got up to walk out, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law said, excuse me just a minute. And they looked down at him. And they said, we just want to thank you for keeping our community safe. They didn't realize it, it was actually the sheriff that they were talking to. And he took my father-in-law by the hand, shaking his hand and put his hand on his and he says, sir, you have no idea how much that means to me. Thank you so much. See, our culture says, look, look, look at him slanty-eyed, cornery-eyed, don't acknowledge him, let him walk on by. God's word says, show honor to who honor is due. Don't miss an opportunity. It doesn't mean they're perfect. That doesn't, doesn't mean that, that any of the, the, well, what about this? What about that? that? That's not what God's word says. God's word says, if you dishonor them, your life's not going to go well. Show honor to who honor is due. My in-laws live in Virginia. It's not even their sheriff. But they have just learned to honor every opportunity that you can. Honor those who deserve honor. Honor those that are in places of authority, just like we read there in 1 Peter. For the Lord's sake, not for their sake, for the Lord's sake. And so I want to close in prayer right now, and I just want to lead you in how we're, we're going to wrap this up. Got your homework assignment. I, I, I want you to also just spend some time in prayer. God, show me ways I've dishonored people. Show me if I've dishonored my mother and father. Show me if I've dishonored my spouse. Show me if I've dishonored boss. And as he does, you just repent. We've got to clean this out. We've got to be different. Because a lot of what God wants to do in your life and my life, his power flowing through our life is being corked right now because we're treating people common and ordinary. Just like they did Jesus. And he could only do a little bit in his hometown because he was without honor. The attitude and the environment. Really important for us today. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father,
Show us now by your Holy Spirit. We're not going to guess. We're not going to riddle our minds looking under every rock and crevice. We're trusting your Holy Spirit. He's been speaking to us already, Lord. We've gotten real uncomfortable just looking into the mirror of your word. Real uncomfortable with some things we've said. Real uncomfortable with some things that we've posted. Real uncomfortable with some things that we've done here recently that dishonoring dishonoring to others and ultimately dishonoring to you. God, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Forgive us, Lord. And Father, we look to you. We, we look to your word, Lord, to really, truly be the people you've called us to be, called to live in a different way, that our light would shine so brightly because we truly do outdo one another in showing honor. Lord, that we would silence the ignorant talk of foolish men because of the rich quality of our lives that look to applaud others, lift them up, and honor them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.